I would like to focus on three scripture passages which the Lord has laid in my heart today as I was praying for this moment of this year. Three passages that should shape our vision of the church and of the families in the church and the individuals in the church. Sheila and me are committed every year. We recommit ourselves as your pastors to pray for you and care for you. Not to flatter ourselves. My wife gets up every day at 4 o'clock in the morning to pray for various things. And one of the major things that we pray is for the church. And I pray for the church and church members many times in a given day. And touching you, everyone, even including little Isaac, up, or if there is any other small child in this church. Every week, every week many times, we systematically pray over you. That God will protect all of us and will grow in the knowledge of Christ and we'll all meet together at one point in eternity together or put it another way that we will all make it to the, the, to eternity to our father's house while praying the Lord lays in our heart in my heart particularly three aspects of the church for this year, that coming year. First of all, the passage I would like to read in relation to the church is from Philippians chapter 1 verse 27. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. The vision for the church for the next year is that we fight the gospel fight or a fight for the gospel truths, being of one mind, of one spirit. We had many battles in the year that is going to go by. We had our own share of battle as the church. Various things I don't need to elaborate now. But one thing I look back and say praise God for is that the good Lord helped us to fight all this battle together and we are staying together, united now. And that is the work of God. There were various storms that was against us. But by his sheer grace, abundant grace, we are able to weather all the storms and God has brought us to this point. And we know that there will be even worse battles to fight in 2020. But we have learned one thing, with God on our side, nobody can be against us. And we stand on that promise. And I pray that we will strive for together against the spirit of this age 
where individualism is rampant. People imagine themselves in this new age, this generation we live, themselves as bubbles or droplets, but never part of an ocean. People like to imagine themselves as individual people, islands, instead of being part of a continent. We are so fragmented. Students don't want to relate. The children don't want to relate to their parents. Everybody wants to be independent. But in this situation, we have to fight against the spirit of this age. And we should imagine the church as a great solvent which dissolves everything. Church is a place, hatred is dissolved. Church is a place where disunity should disappear. Church should be the place where suspicion of each other should go. Hatred should go. I was in prayer these two days and I was also reading as part of my devotional life. Devotional part of it. I have my own enemies. In the sense, not the people I hate, the people who hate me and who have created trouble for me. But this morning, yesterday, when I was reading, I came to a teaching of a, of a, of a godly man who said, we have to pray and many types of prayers. One prayer is a prayer of asking forgiveness for those who hurt us. Forgiveness for those who harm us. They are so wicked and so cruel, so alienated from God, they cannot ask forgiveness for themselves. They are so ungodly at times, they are so wicked at times, they don't know that forgiveness is available in God, with God. At that point, we have to be Christ-like. The one who cried on the cross, praying to the Father, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Sometimes our enemies are not at all able to see God in situations like that. But it is our duty to stand and ask the Father forgiveness for those who I hope that in the year to come we will be able to, as a church and as individuals, Pray for forgiveness. Pray, ask forgiveness for our enemies. That God will be merciful to them. We have to let go to that level of spirituality. That will be my prayer. 2019 was, for me as a pastor, has been a great year in many other ways. What I saw in core is that the saints of God took up responsibilities. To do ministry. I keep on saying in the church that one of the foundations of this church is Ephesians chapter 4, 12. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. When I look at this congregation now or the congregation that gathered on Sunday, I can look at various places here in this congregation where people have are engaged in one way or other in the ministry of God. They are not preaching from the pulpit. They may not be even singing or leading a worship. But I can say and I praise God for that, that many of the church 
the congregation, the sheep I pastor, I shepherd, are actively involved in one way or other in the ministry of God. It may be building the lives of poor slum children. It may be ministering in campuses, witnessing in campuses. It may be taking Bible studies. It may be helping in the church in various ways. But a significant number in this small congregation are being equipped to serve God in his kingdom. I praise God for that. My prayer for this next year is that this will zeal will continue and abound. The Lord also put a verse in my heart about the families and the individuals. And that's centered on the Psalms on Psalm 68, 5 to 6. God is the father of the fatherless and protector of widows. Is God in his holy habitation? Let me read it again. Psalms 68, 5-6 Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. God settles the solitary in a home. He leads out the prisoners to prosperity but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. Marriage is a choice. Sometimes God calls people 1 Corinthians chapter 7 First, Some people are called to lead a married life. Equally valued is a call for singlehood, to be to remain single. Both are charisms or gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes some of you will be called to establish marriage and establish families. Some of you may have a calling to remain as singles. Maybe as widows or widowers, or unmarried. Three possibilities are there. But establishing, if you are not able to establish a family, God may be calling you to establish a home where people who need shelter are sheltered. It's a roof for the lonely. The, the roof for those who are not wanted by the society. Mentoring and sheltering them. I don't know which one is that. Your call for this, which you will recognize this year. The divine plan is not to be lonely. The divine plan is not to be unprotected. The divine plan, God has ordained that all of us are together, either in a family or in a home with others, sharing our love and care. And God protects everybody. The widows, he said, the, the God, father to the father, the fatherless. And he is a husband to the widows and the lonely. And my prayer this year is for the spouses as well. Those who are married. That you may grow in love with each other. That is, there is a natural tendency now. You know, people say that we got married so early. At 20 or earlier than that. But now we are growing apart. That is what the spirit of the age is. People are growing apart. But I am praying against it that if people in the church, this congregation, where God has called me to care for, they will grow together closer and closer as days go by. I see the challenge in this congregation as well. Many challenges in this congregation. Many of you who are married have unbelieving spouses. Your husband or wife are not a believer. And there's a special challenge for you. But that is not a challenge for you alone, brothers and sisters. 
but it is a challenge for core. Core should stand united with people who are believing with or have to live with their unbelieving husbands or wives. You, some of you have partners who have bad habits, alcoholism or various other things. Core should be united in fighting against that so that we see our brothers and our sisters are delivered in 2020. Will you commit yourself to that? That's a challenge. That we stand united. Fight against the enemy as one spirit and in one mind. Finally, I think the Lord wants us to have some dramatic changes in back in our personal lives as well. Some areas I would like to elaborate. But before that, I may, let me read the passage of scripture that the Lord has put in my heart. Romans chapter 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant or be devoted in prayer. Grow in faith. First of all, faith in God but not in faith in yourself, in your abilities, in my strength, but faith in a good God. Psalm 84, 11 says, For the God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. And I want you to underline the next sentence in that verse. That is, No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Expect the year 2020 of year of good things from God. It may not be sometimes very something that you may really like, but to believe, faith is to believe that whatever God gives is a good thing. And good thing in His sight is what? So we need to have faith in God's care. We have to affirm again and again and again. That God loves even in sickness, even in problems, even in even in uh, when we face difficulty, we have to believe this fact that everything comes from a God who is good. All good things from Him. And Paul writes in the same verse 12, 12, be devoted to prayer. And this is the thing that I've been challenging people in the, the last in this year, 2019 as well. To raise on the wings of prayer. To raise on the wings of prayer. Be constant in prayer. Means that, that we should be consciously devoted to prayer. Even before knocking at the door of our boss, as somebody said, can we discuss this matter? What Before you think of what to discuss, remember the first thing you have to do is commit that matter to God. Before you sign a lease and rent and lease our agreement, don't think about the, 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 the other matters, details. But the first thing you should think about what is prayer. Consult God before we consult anyone. That applies to all areas of our life. And make sure that we should gather momentum, rise to new heights on the wings of prayer. Prayer clarifies our thoughts. 
Prayer makes us to know the mind of God. Prayer helps us to understand the intent of God behind everything. Please be devoted to prayer. I've been challenging individually. I've been calling people individually last year and asking, can you commit for an hour of prayer every day at least? Not praying for yourself. Not praying for any needs that you have. But asking God to shape, mold and build and rebuild you. And some of you have come forward and said, yes, I will do that. I will commit myself for prayer. We need prayer warriors. People who will pray. Not only for this, for us. Not only for each other. But for this nation, for this city, even for this building that we live. We are, we are, we are using. A third thing is hope. Live as people disdained for eternity. Not let your dreams be limited by this world. Don't just live for a life that will end in the grave. But have a vision of life beyond the world as well. Wake up every day trying to tune to the songs of the cherubim in the heavenly places. Wake up every morning trying to listen to the flapping of the angels' wings. When you walk in the new Jerusalem in streets of gold, that should be our dream. Then you will ask a question, a valid question. Then what about my job? What about my life here? The secret is this. If you hope for, if your hopes in this world will be taken care of by God when you hope for his world. That's the thought that God put in my heart this morning when I was praying. Let me repeat what I said again. Your hopes in this world will be taken care by God when you hope for his world. When our hope is set in his world, that great happiness that we are going to have, when we have all our hopes set there, then God will take care of your job, your food, what you wear, where you live, what car you travel. That's his job. Because it is his duty but our hope, our life has to be, our eyes should be always above this world in the higher level, in the heavenly places. But we engage in this world meaningfully. Somebody said earlier, I want to conclude with that thought. What William Carey said, Wilson already quoted that, attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. Amen. Amen. Attempt great things for God. What does that mean? Stretch yourself always. If you are able to believe only this much, when you come to Christ, you say this is only possibility. This is only what is possible. Stretch. Stretch your faith to do a little more higher. If you think that this is all the energy I have, with this energy, I can only do this much, achieve this much, stretch it, do, attempt great things for God. When we attempt great things for God, great, we can expect great things from God. And I pray that in this year to come,
while we give God all glory for what he has done in our lives. I have asked when people wanted to uh, change jobs, when they were able to take half the salary or even less than that, like Rajida said, I had challenged people to stretch their faith. I said, quit. I didn't say anything more. But I have also said later, God will provide the rest. We just trust him and he will take her off. You want to do something for God? Those who are already engaged in ministry, you think that you are limited by your circumstances? Ignore the limitations of the circumstances and attempt great things for God and all the other things will follow. This is the story of this church for the last 13 years. <clears throat> when we had no money, we rented a hall. When we, then God met that. Then we moved on to a hall which costed us 10,000 rupees when we didn't have 10,000 rupees every month. But every month God met that 10,000 rupees as rent. When we didn't have 20,000 rupees for a hall, we took a hall which is 20,000 rupees every month. But God provided us even more than that. And God brought us here too. Stretch your faith. Never be limited by the possibilities that your mind brings into your that your mind suggests. I can do only this much. No. You can do only this much. But with him on your side, you can do much more. Believe that. When every challenge comes, don't be limited by your strength. But only believe the limit of your your life should be the strength that he gives you as well. I pray for those who are challenges in your job places. If maybe God may shake you, plant you, uproot you from there because he may have a better place to plant you. Be willing and committed, be committed to in his hand. Take me wherever you want me to. You have to be there. And he will fulfill his plans in your life. For him to fulfill his plans in our life, we must be committed, completely surrendered to his will. Let's pray that 2020 will be a year of God's great miracles, God's great wisdom revealed to us a year when we will walk in his path. May God bless you.